This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. <whistles> only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in terms supply. See mcdonalds.com. Leicester City have a penalty kick in the six minutes of injury time. Injury time. Injury time. Look out, takes. And Nunez saves. Look out, follows in. And Nunez saves again. And now one minute on the counter-attack. Forestieri. Listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. I'm Justin. I'm Cole. And I'm Peter. Blimey, that was a lot of I'ms going well, on there. I thought I figured, I figured oh, that was how we were all doing it today. I just joined in at the end. I just, I don't know. Enough That's of right. such things. Who's with us, Justin? Who's with us? I'll tell you who's with us. It's only Ian from the 4,000 Holes podcast, Blackburn fan. How are you? Nice to uh, see you. This must, be, this must be Go Four, right? Is this the yeah, yeah. Do, do do I get sort of like a, a gold trophy? Is it like a reward card at Starbucks where I get a stamp each time I come on and get something? Yeah, you free, do. Yeah. Always a pleasure, never a chore. A chore you it's get this very experience. own. Do not scratch your eyes. Phone holder. Um, <laughs> well, anyway, the last time we spoke, of course, was before before the the smash and grab that was Blackburn coming down to us and basically doing what Pl- what Plymouth hadn't done, which was defend well and then break with a tremendous touch of class from the fella who put it past Backman, who thought that the, the near post was somewhere you didn't really need to kind of occupy. <laughs> it was. It was a, a tremendous away performance by your guys. You you kind of you you you've sucked it up. You kind of dealt with it. Hit us on the break. Uh, the lad had a tremendous touch. We had a defensive nightmare, and we also didn't have a certain Jake Livermore at the centre of defence at the times, kind of cutting those kind of things out. But that was all. That was all. You know, kind of you, you all travelled up north with three points, pretty well won. I think is that how you looked at it? It was. I think smash and grab is the phrase that I would use. Uh, but the quality of the goal by Ryan Hedges, I must admit, had us out of our seats. It's been something of a double-edged sword, though, but because that tactic works so well against you, we've tried to replicate it, I think, at every other away game this season. <laughs> Let, let's say with varying results. Uh, we, we, our away performances have been, well, much like all our performances, actually. At the moment, Rovers are so woefully inconsistent. We've absolutely no idea um, which team is going to turn up and what sort of performances we're going to put in. But yeah, that was 
that that was a <laughs> very much a let's put our masks on, shove the three points in our bag marked swag, and get out of here as quickly as we possibly can. But yeah, <laughs> we'll take it. Quite quite right too. I mean, if if we if we really think about it, and Carlos was there the other the other day. We uh, we went to Hull and came away with uh, with, with three points uh, with a little tap in from about forty eight yards out uh, from yeah, uh, from, from 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 old Wes Wes Hoot. But yeah, they they could they could say the same. We all have to get those performances occasionally on the road. You've got to have a certain level of kind of bloody minded resilience, and I think that's one of the things I think we've got now that I don't think we had when we played you since how has how has the team developed apart from this uh, nightmare of inconsistency for you it, are are you a bit more resilient i know obviously you're a young side still how's how's the yeah. season gone overall so far um well, we're, we're, we've been hidebound by injuries. I know every, every single fan will will believe that their club is the only one that's been hidebound by injuries. But Quite my right. word, we've got we have six or seven players that legitimately would have a claim to be on the first eleven team sheet out injured. What that has meant is that it's given some of our youngsters uh, a massive opportunity to get it to have game time, and some of them have taken it, and some of them have struggled. Understandably, um, if you're the first 11 players, I think, to turn up who are fit, get in the starting 11 on Saturday. I think it's one of those. Yeah, right. So I'm not taking my boot. Well, I haven't got any boots anymore, thank God. But yeah, it is. It is. The season has been um, fits and starts. We, we've struggled to, to string together consistent performances and therefore consistent results. We've had a few chastening results in the last few weeks. We were, we were beating that. Sheffield Wednesday at Hillsborough, which as a resident of Sheffield, that was a really, really oh. bad experience. I had to stay at home for 72 hours and not venture <laughs> outside the front door. Leeds schooled us at home. 2-0 doesn't really reflect uh, the chances that they had. And I went to Southampton on Saturday and one of my quests to tick off a new ground, and that that's a long way to drive back after you've been absolutely comprehensively outplayed from start to finish. I'd my say, word, that was, yeah. that was a tough drive. So last Saturday's result, I think, has, has really focused the minds because obviously January is looming and everybody likes to think that we're going to strengthen the squad in January. There's only one problem with that. We have no money. Nothing, not a bean. So anything that we're going to do in January needs to be self-funded. So somebody would have to be out the door before we could bring somebody in. So I think you're, ca- you're catching us at a time where the team, yes, it's got even younger, I think, since earlier in the season, and they are getting tired. There are some young lads out there that are incredibly tired. It's a couple of interesting things there. We've obviously, as you know, this season, we haven't yet changed runners and riders in the management department. I mean, we didn't know we'd still have a podcast Strangely. at this point. Who, who, knew, who knew you could do that? What, yeah. what else do we... We haven't sacked anybody. What do we talk about? We have no idea. But really interestingly, with uh, with Valerian Ishmael, it seems that we've actually got a fitness department or a, a medical department that seems to be able to get everybody out and back and fit again. And uh, yeah. Lou, Lou Orns, people will know Lou Orns, who's, who's one of our guys who does a load of stats and stuff and puts them out in really, you know, good digestible ways, you know, because normally you see a stat and you go, what does that mean? He puts like two things on a chart and you go, ah, that's nice. He does it, does it really nicely. And his comment, his point that he made about this, and I think this applies to the championship throughout because of the number of games, the intensity of the league and the, the paucity, I think, 
of the depth of squad, especially this year. I don't think anybody's got an abundance of cash to throw around um, yeah. here, but is that certain managers and their training regimes mean that they will get injuries and others they won't. And he said, and Ishmael has done really well to, you know, for us because we've got kind of, yeah, people might be out for a week, but previously a week was code for Christ knows how long, basically. Now it's code yeah. for a week. Brilliant. Great. Whereas under Slavin Bilic, who I think everybody had time for Slavin Bilic, it was fine. But um, he, he was going through them like it was, you know, like he was kind of in charge of uh, artillery at the Somme. He was just going through them left, right and centre. Um, and other references are available for the teenagers out there. There you go. Is that is that a problem that you've got or is it simply the fact that you're so threadbare because your your chicken farmers won't give you any cash at all to invest? Well, we, st- we started the season having lost Brereton Diaz, and you, you know, your yeah. immediate question is where are we going to replace those goals? Bradley Dack left us and went to rejoin Tony Mowbray at Sunderland, but in fairness, Dack had been a, obviously a part-time player for the last couple of years because of his injury record, but still a big character in the dressing room, yeah. someone you wouldn't want to lose. So you, I think we were sat back constantly hoping that we were going to bring somebody in, and we signed Niall Ennis on a free transfer from Plymouth, and he's just been... Perma, perma crocked basically he hasn't he hasn't completed a game for us yet he may start on saturday um but he, as i say when he starts he doesn't finish and invariably we've used him as a sub we signed a lad from borussia munchen gladbacks oh. reserves yeah, yeah. two think, yeah, they, they always put thing. two at the end uh, as, a, as a project player because yeah that, that's all mm-hmm. we can afford so to expect him to come in and uh sort of like deliver is is, is that's an unreasonable request. We've got a young lad called Harry Leonard who's come through our academy. He was very definitely a prospect, but all other things being equal, you'd probably send him out on loan this year to get some game time, perhaps in League One. Uh, but he's been dropped in at the sharp end. So we're having to rely on Sammy Smodix, who has been absolutely astonishing this season. His goal-scoring record has been phenomenal, but my word, we are heavily dependent on him. And he looks knackered along with you know, the rest of the squad. I think the, 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 the mental burden that's been put on him is is is, is significant and it, the fact that he's, he's bearing up to it so well speaks volumes for him as a character but all the talk is okay so what are we going to do in january to, to plug the gaps where we're missing the likes of sam gallagher and tyrese dolan up front yeah. and they are they are big performers for us yeah that they, they are the, the people we were hoping would step up with when barrett and diaz dis- disappeared so we're, we're having to play different formations and tactics and use younger players than we would and play them for longer than we should. And so fatigue inevitably sets in and, you know, people are getting muscle injuries and tiredness and all, all the rest of it. You know, you're stretching for tackles that perhaps you shouldn't do and pulling hamstrings and various other bits and bobs. So it's, it's no one thing. It's an accumulation of lots of things. Uh, But we, we have got, the bench on Saturday had three or four lads from the academy who sort of like, you know, the sort of players that you would normally take on the coach to get the experience, but they're not going to be in the squad. Yeah. You know, if something goes down, lads, you're on. <laughs> kind of like you're going to be making your debut. And that that was a bit scary. It was it, Saturday felt like it was a, an FA Cup tie against a Premier League team. Yeah. Who who just wanted to, to tease us. It was like a cat playing with a mouse for large parts of it. I, I haven't seen Rovers outclassed to that extent for quite some time Southampton were at it right from the off and we just didn't really know how to react and I think there was like a five ten minute period in the first half where we actually got into their penalty area and the rest of the game was one of those like you're looking from behind your eyes and so are they still in our half oh god yeah they might score again and uh, yeah the two late goals 
uh, I think, gave the scoreline a fairer reflection of the pressure. I think if we'd have gone out there with a 2-0, we'd have sort of said that was a, that was a really good outcome based on, on the chances that Southampton had. So that's our, the last memory. It's, it's recency bias, but I say that's our last memory. That's and so Saturday, Saturday scares me, I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> so, looking at you sticking five goals in against opposition, oh. oh, God, you know, we don't want one of them at home. So well, there's a little bit of trepidation, I think, at the back of the moment. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll take travelling to the northwest in some style again if we can. That'd be good. When we spoke to you last, one of the things you mentioned was that your manager, uh, uh, Thomason, was was seemingly the one holding the place up almost. He was the one yeah. showing ambition, and it wasn't yeah. really backed up by the ownership, as I've said, you know, the Venkis, the chicken farmers. Um, yeah. What's the... What's the position with the fans for Thomason, and what do we? What do you think the position is for Thomason within the club itself? Is he highly regarded by the club and the fans still? Well, let, let's take the fans first of all. Uh, yes, I think he. I think. I think the vast, vast, vast majority recognise that he's doing the best he can with limited funds and limited resources. That's not his fault. It's not. It's not like he's re- he's turning down requests for players and saying, "Well, I've got is good enough." Um, he, I, I think there are the first cracks in that sort of like loyalty, shall we say, yeah. are starting to show after performances like Saturday. But the, again, the vast majority of fans are saying, come on, guys, what do you expect? They're knackered. They're absolutely knackered. You look at them, they're dead on their feet. And we're playing 18, 19, 20-year-olds. You, you can't expect a level of performance that you could when you've got sort of like more experienced players in there, but the, you know, there is there is some dissent, but it's re it's it's not particularly loud and it's not particularly voluminous. So I think with the fans, he's still got a lot of goodwill. We can see what he's trying to do, and he has he seems to have a lot of respect amongst the squad, which I think is is crucial within the club. Nothing really much has seemed to has changed since we last spoke. There's still issues around Venkis getting money out of India because they've transgressed some uh, exchange regulations in India. They, they've sent some money over to the UK saying it was for purpose X and it was actually for purpose Y. I saw adverts so for bank- those places during, during, the, during, the, during the Cricket World Cup, yes. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, and, the, and the, bank, the, the Bank of India has, has therefore effect, effectively had an injunction placed on it and sort of Ooh. said you can't send money out to, to, to UK unless we say it's okay. So they had to make a specific application to get 11 million quid sent over just to pay the wages, basically. Right. So where they would normally, on a quarterly basis, kind of write a check and send it to us, and that would cover the cash flow. And then when January comes round, there'd be a discussion about what we could invest and what we couldn't invest. What we're about now is sort of like keeping the lights on. Um, and against Cardiff in the Carabao Cup earlier this season, we didn't even open the Blackman end to save on stewarding costs and things like that. Right. So at that point, that's how close to the wire it must have been because you were talking about trying to save hundreds and low thousands of pounds in costs. Now, whether that net on net benefited because it turned a lot of fans off and said, well, crikey, if I can't even sit in my seat, I'm not going to bother going. So the, the could conceivably be being worse off. Uh, one of the running jokes that JDT has is about this this coach that we've got, 
So pre-season, Steve Waggett was interviewed and he talked about having invested in this new bus so that the players would arrive at games, sort of like refreshed and this, that and the other. And it turns out it's it's like most people would have expected. It's leased, it's not owned, but he made out that that's where some of the money had gone when clearly it hadn't. So there's little things like that where to like the credibility of the messages coming out of the club is constantly being questioned. Um, JDT, therefore, is the master of passive aggressiveness. I think it's one of his responses. <laughs> He's, he's he's not shy at pointing at, yeah pointing to the bus and going yeah look at it it's magnificent isn't it you know sort of like side Harry Hill sideways look to camera and things like that <laughs> so I think I think he's he's nailed that so I think I think the Rovers hierarchy know that they've got a good one in JDT yeah I think he's destined for bigger and better things and one can only imagine that if he's got the right resources and the right profile of player. He could really deliver something. For us, it's massively frustrating when you sort of think we do actually have a manager who's ambitious, knowledgeable, has a style of play, whether you like it or not, and given the resources, he could be the man to get us into the playoffs. But that's not going to happen this season. Yeah, that mm. categorically is not going to happen this season. Is, so it's it, it's frustrating. Is it is it lucky in some ways that you've got so many players out in terms of January coming round and you, you happen to sell players to, to make some money up? Lucky, I'm not sure whether you would say lucky is right. I think it. I think it's more a case of. I think it's more a case of. These are the circumstances. This is this yeah. is what we're having to deal with, and you know, the, the situation is. I suppose if the players are injured, they can't be sold. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's one thing. So on the one hand, that means we're protecting some of our best assets. Uh, on the other hand. It does mean that we can't liquidate some of our stock, shall we say? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're stuck with what we're stuck with. So again, nobody is expecting big things in January. Nobody is expecting that there's going to be a dramatic influx of talent. If somebody were to come along and make us an offer, I think we'd have to consider it. But realistically, the only diamond that we've got is Adam Wharton. Yeah. And he's just signed a new contract, which indicates that he's happy to carry on playing for his boyhood idols, yeah. which yeah. suits us. But I think it's the right thing for him to stay at Rovers. I think he could do with this season, next season of the championship. And he, he, he's capable of bigger and better things. It won't do him any harm getting 100 games under his belt for us kind of thing. So that, that's probably a wise move. I can't think of anybody else that we can sell. With, with somebody like Wharton, yes, yes. It, it, it's also going to be a question of kind of with, with, with Wharton. It's a question of when is right for the club to maximise the sale for the yeah. maximum benefit yeah. of the club overall. Yeah. We know everybody's going to sell players at, at given times, yeah. but it is a it is a, a a mindful times to to kind of remember everybody. In, you know this the, the the championship. Everybody talks about it being like you know the fifth or sixth largest league in Europe, and yet. We are cutting. You know, we have shredded our cloth basically to uh, in terms in terms of the wage bills, um, in order to try to get ahead of something. You know, along these lines, we don't have to look back beyond living memory to see glory and trophies, etc. At Blackburn, so it is a cautionary tale for everybody. I'm not going to say be careful what you wish for, except for the fact that I just said be careful what you wish for. But you know <laughs> what I mean. It, you know, stocks yeah. can go up as well as down. But there we go. There we go. Hi, right, I'm Bobby Zamora, and you're listening to Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Well, look, we hope yeah. everything works out from there. But uh, obviously, you will remember uh, when you when you last joined us, you were actually the first person to come on the completely rubbish DNSYE Prediction League and see the very, very first video because it, it, Ian, Ian joined us for Game 4. And at the end of Game 3, we were contacted by a, a, a certain gentleman called Ben who'd said, you're, you're completely rubbish prediction league. I think my dog can get involved with this. Now, we went through, we, we recorded yesterday the Bristol City preview. So if you want to know how things are now, listen on Saturday to the pre- Bristol preview for the following. <laughs> it's <laughs> you very know. confusing. It's yeah. Funny, yeah. Very yeah. confusing. Basically, uh, for, for do not scratch your eyes, uh, kind of uh, listeners, our Venn diagram is basically at the absolute subsection of of the easily confused and pretty much forgetful. They'll they'll, they'll forgive us most things. They know we're rubbish <laughs> anyway. So let's get on to this. We're we're going to be predicting for uh, uh, for for Blackburn Rovers on the twenty third. Let's go first of all to uh, Jarvis Cocker Spaniel, who is currently sitting at the bottom of the league, but only because he was doctor point for basically turning up pissed, having gone out and, uh, and, and phoning it in late. Let's go and see what, uh, what Jarvis Cocker Spaniel says. It's the Christmas fixture, Blackburn versus Watford. As you'll notice, we've got number four, number two, zero, number six, Number three and number one. Number five is missing. Presumed eaten on the last prediction. So we're going to have to just do it with these counters, mate. So when you're ready, you pick Blackburn's score, mate. Pick away when you're ready. Come on then. This is for Blackburn. Which one? He's having a good look. Oh, Blackburn. It's now time to pick Watford's score. Pick away. What do you reckon? What are you going for? He's having a good think about this. Remember, Blackburn have got four. What are Watford going to get, mate? Have a look. Ready? Go. Pick. Pick one. Watford. No clue. (laughs) Oh, my God. We've gone to VAR. Have we got any numbers left? This still shows that the first number Jarvis went to was number two, which means, unfortunately, Jarvis's prediction is Blackburn for the Mighty Orns two. The dog is a nightmare, to be quite frank. He's run out of fives yeah. there. Again, watch the Bristol City game. It. See if you can work out which other number he's bloody eaten, because he had even less numbers for, for, for the... <laughs> <laughs> he's getting out of hand. Yes, it's... Yeah. it's, it's, it's start doing yeah. rice paper or something, because we're going to start getting complaints, the amount Well, of, we are. Yeah, it's going to be a huge yeah, yeah, the vet bill's going to be landed at our door, and then we will wish that we were a limited company, uh, very much like. <laughs> 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 
Yeah. <laughs> for tax relief yeah. and branded goods. That's what we like to see. Well, there Absolutely. we go. There we go. Jarvis Cocker Spaniel has gone 4 2 to, uh, uh, to, to Blackburn Rovers at home, thinking that, you know, your team are going to give you a Christmas present. Now, the, the other person, and it was quite, quite interesting there, we had a bit of, we had a bit of Paul McCartney. And we had a bit of Slade at the end. I would suggest that this is possibly the uh, the most expansive level of production value we've had vis-a-vis the, the, the music production. Because let's see what, what John decided to do in honour of our guest. Predictions League, Blackburn versus Watford. And today we are celebrating... Holes. For Blackburn... It's represented by the Beatles, who famously immortalised the 4,000 holes, potholes of Blackburn. And for Watford, it's Tim Sherwood, a Rovers legend, but who Elton John allegedly called a complete a-hole when the 18-year-old booted him up five feet in the air during a Watford five-a-side game. And we're at Ewood Park. In 1890, the biggest pothole in Lancashire, they built... This famous stadium. Well, the dice are on the pitch. They're ready to go. Blackburn to go first. It's four minus three. It's one. What can Watford do? And it's five minus three. It's two. So that's Blackburn one, Watford two. Get in, boys. like the music i don't no, it's think good. it's yeah. good yeah. Uh, nice. i think musically we've you know uh, okay there's a there's a common common theme between the beatles and paul mccartney on that but if we have to go slade versus led zepp i'm sorry but led zepp oh, they're, sorry, winning. Led zepp. they're winning they're oh, winning just saying I'd, I'd love to know what them potholes are because that could be anywhere actually ah. on the estate that john lives on well uh, john john did send me a note over with 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 said videos and said um Outside on on his road, it has been yeah. pothole centric for about six months. He says, "I've been been waiting for this one because I've I've got the idea, you know, four thousand holes, yeah. brilliant, excellent. I mean, yeah. it works in so many ways." And he said, yeah. uh, "So I, I I was out. He said it, 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 it I was running. He said, and I went out on Saturday because they'd only come and actually filled it in, hadn't they?" He said, "So I, so I had to go. <laughs> I, I went walking around as John does with his backgammon set and uh, and found one." He said, "But that was quite a busy intersection." He said, "So I had to keep." Jumping out and kind of recovering my blackcomb and set. You know, you sure did just close the road off like they do for films. You know, sorry, we, yeah, you know, the, the productions that he's bringing out now, yeah. he's got a unit, surely. Yeah. If yes. we were a public limited company, we could have closed the road. We could have done that. Public, public limited companies are the way to go, I reckon. Yeah, what shares in Do Not Scratch Your Eyes, yeah. Brilliant, yeah. brilliant stuff. I like that very much. Well, so there we, have, there we have We have 4-2 to, uh, to, to Blackburn. We have 2-1 to Watford, according to, uh, to John. Make, make, make sure I'm putting this in the right place on the spreadsheet, obviously. And random stupidity, me hitting the random button twice, has gone 3-2 to Watford. Don't trust me. Don't worry. Give it a couple of games. A stupid result will come from random stupidity, but that's fine. But we therefore turn to our guest, Ian, from 4,000 holes um, you know, for Blackburn. What do you think the uh, the, the result is going to be? You can't take 1-1 because that's his own prediction. You can't take 2-1 mm-hmm. to Watford. You can't take 4-2 to Blackburn. And you can't take 3-2 to Watford. What do you think the score is going to be? Saturday, he would park. Well, I'm normally very diplomatic on these sorts of things. And I usually say something like, well, yeah, it will we'll have a draw, then everybody's sort of, sort of like blushes are spared and all the rest of it. Uh, and when I do that, invariably, we get our bottoms handed to us on a plate. So I'm going to be bold. I'm going big. I'm going bold. I'm saying we're winning 2-1. Oh, well done, sir. Well done. Go no, it's quite right, it. too. 
You should. Uh, I think that's the that's the kind of thing we like to see. Currently, as we know, Carlos is sitting a point above Justin at this moment in time. Um, but if you want to know the entire thing, hey, listen to the Bristol preview as well, because we'll do that there. <laughs> so we go to Justin, who is not used Hello. to predicting so early. But Justin, what are you going to go for? Yeah, I've just uh, seen a hole in your logic there. You can't go to Bristol prediction because these results won't be included in the Bristol prediction, will they? No, but our oh, report okay. about what the league table was, I included yesterday because I'm you stupid. Ha <laughs> my, my brain doesn't work this way, so I'm just going to go for a prediction at this point. That sounds um, I like the fact. I like the fact that um, Ian is not confident, although he's confident in his prediction. From what he said there, I think Blackburn might be in a little bit of trouble. I think we're in some pretty good form at the moment. I'm liking the way we're playing, so I'm going to go for a win for Watford. I think let's go for a, let's go for something weird like a four-two win for Watford. I know there was a four-two Blackburn, wasn't there? Yeah, four-two I'm Blackburn. Go yeah, I'm going to go four-two Watford. So Blackburn two, Watford four. Very good. 4-2 to Watford. Carlos, we turn to you to close us out. Yeah, I disagree with Justin. I think Ian's very confident. Any man that turns up on a podcast wearing a high-vis jacket in my my (laughs) world is a confident human being. So I toss the cap to him. Um, And you're going. That's normally not a good thing. Yeah, that's normally a good thing. That's a kiss of death. Yeah, I, I do agree. Yeah, I do agree that Ian has made me feel a little bit better about the trip. So I'm going to, I'm going to, sit on the side of caution so I'm still going to go for a, a Watford win so I'm going to go Blackburn nil Watford one. Ooh, very good very an edgy game who knows so so the scores we have Ian uh, of 4,000 holes representing the EFL forecast has gone 2-1 Blackburn we don't know whether that was a feint or a double bluff or just sheer enthusiasm who cares Justin has gone 4-2 to Watford Jarvis Cocker has gone 4-2 to, to Blackburn but he's eaten several transfers with numbers on and probably has a number five stuck at the back of his throat. So who knows? 1-1 has gone 1-1. Carl's gone 1-0 to Watford. And uh, and random stupidity, 3-2 to Watford. But as ever, there will be points made because we've got the draw and we've got the win either way. Movement on the table up and down, people, in the worst prediction league in the world. Excellent. In the world. Right. Very I think... Very, very Jeremy Clarkson. Now, we are aware that you have to get away at 8 o'clock, Ian, so we're going to make that happen by wishing you well. Uh, I was, oh, do you know what, Peter? I nearly went for the when's the next game, but of course we yes. played that. Can't, can't do that. Go through that. Can't do that yeah, now. That, can't do that now. Yeah, I'm just going to strike that off of my brain. Um, I should have done a Blackburn place to go, and I think, I think I was even sent one by Gary Wood. Apologies, Gary. We didn't have time to slot that in. So what I'm going to do is just <laughs> say anything. Oh, I've forgotten. Uh, let's say we didn't have time because Ian's got to go. So what I'm going to do now is thank you very much for coming on Do Not Scratch Your Eyes once again, Ian. I would imagine we're going to be in the same division next season, so we'll do this again. Thank you very much for coming on Do Not Scratch Your Eyes. My pleasure. Thank you much, gentlemen. See you again Thank soon, you. and hopefully see you on Saturday. Carlos, is it you that's yes, coming up? Yes, yeah. it is. Yeah, Look I'll out for us behind the Blackburn end. We'll, we'll see you there. Do, we'll do. Cheers, guys. Lovely stuff. Thank you. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in?
at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Serving times, delivery free, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.